Hey guys, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usaki Ujimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and there will be spoilers of a book that was published a long time ago, 2000, but spoilers nonetheless in this 124th episode of the podcast. Teal, T-E-A-L Productions is where you can reach me on Twitter. I post the episodes on both of the following pages, Usagi Yojimbo Dojo and the Usagi Yojimbo fan page on Facebook. Man, I, I just worded that weird. I'm sorry. BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit is the website and Usagi Podcast at gmail.com mail address. Volume, the Dark Horse Volume, issue 39, cover dated July 2000. This is Usagi's official 100 100th issue we also see here with a special seal and it is the prelude to grass cutter 2 journey to atsuta shrine is story title On the first page we see the king uh, the excuse me prince the ruler yamato dake he is 12th in the line descending from the goddess amaterasu um, emperor kiko who ruled between 71 and 130 ad individual he has been quelling Kamaso rebels for the past 10 years and is returning to one of the provinces that he has fought through because he met a young lady that now, 10 years later, at a quiet time, he wishes to wed. So this is their, I think, betrothal, or maybe they have already been married. The ceremony's already been performed. Kind of hard to tell. I, I think it's right after. It's the night of. And the prince and his bride are exchanging gifts. And he, being a bush, a warrior, has nothing of value to give except his sword that he was given earlier in his time as emperor, the ruler, let's what they call him here, the emperor. And the sword is known as Kusanagi no Tsuruji, or Suru, uh, which those of us that have been reading and remember the first grass cutter, remember that that is the sword that kind of fueled that entire story in that Usagi found after a lengthy period of having been lost uh, from time. Nobody knew where it was, and it was a mythical sword, a lot like the English uh, say Excalibur, that kind of so. Uh, he gives it to his bride because it's really the only thing of value that he has. And they, they go back and forth. You know, she doesn't want him to give it up because it is what it is. And he's like, well, no, I, I want you to have it because it is what it is. Not necessarily because it is this named sword, the Kasanagi, but because of how it has worked for the emperor, you know, the, the things he has accomplished. I guess at this point, it's not really the big famous thing that it will become to be because it's it's been passed on from ruler uh, initially by the sun goddess Amaterasu started it passed down and, and at some point it's it's history become lore becomes legend but I guess that's not really yet because he gives it to her not acknowledging fame of the blade itself uh, in the midst of the revelry uh, someone jumps up as the downer harsher of the mellow as we say I am but the elder of the village of Nobono. And I say there is a terror in the land, because off to the side, as Prince was speaking, he said, There is despair in this very kingdom, my lord, Yamato Dake. After the emperor expressing how joyous everyone, Captain Downer injects some reality. Well, no, not really, because over here, we're having some problems. And emperor is like, okay, where? And what is your problem? I'll fix it. So the old man tells him that the Kami of Mount Ibuki, who in the guise of a monster serpent is terrorizing the area, descends into the village every day, destroys homes and eating people. And now everyone in the town is afraid to do anything. 
much less come out of their house. Understandable. And the elder finally bows, beg of your help, Prince Yamatodaki. So he says, hey, look, for hundreds of ri around here, and a ri or a rai is 3.9 kilometers. So for 3,900 kilometers, and I'm assuming that's like a linear distance measurement. So, you know, like a big circle and draw the diameter of 3,900 kilometers in any, you know, that's how big an area. We have peace. So the fact that we don't have in my area is a thing that I've got to fix. I'll leave in the morning and I'll conquer. So the next morning, the prince is getting ready. Mias, M-I-Y-A, young lady's name, the prince married. Mias, she comes out as he's getting ready. If he's leaving by himself, first of all, curious. She comes out and says, I, I had a dream. You, you shouldn't do this. And he's like, what? A dream? Oh, there's no truth to dreams, which is interesting because, you know, I, that's and that's so unlike other herd as far as the Japanese people at this time. Uh, they're very superstitious people, correctly or not. You know, they're very... So these warnings and these messages from unseen place are usually are of more import than what the, the prince is giving. But he says, no, no, you know, he gives her the poo-poo. It's just a dream. She says, well, take your sword. All you have is this, you know, this spear. He's like, no, I can't take the sword because I gave it to you as a, as a gift. He says, well, you're going by yourself. Well, yeah, I have to go by myself. If my... If anybody finds out that I took hundreds of soldiers to go fight the monster, I'll be a laughing stock. So, you know, I have to go. I have to go by myself. And I can't use my sword because I gave it to you as a present. So everything is setting up for this dude to fail. Okay. As far as stories go. I mean, he, he's just, it, the, 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 you know, the great narrator is attempting to give him all these things. And he's like, no, no, no. So automatically, you know, dude is going to go down. The only question is how hard. At the, now, that, that's my take from, you know, years and years of Western liter, uh, uh, media of all story. story. So, uh, the prince heads out, and he gets to the village, and the village pretty much is deserted, it seems. There are people there, but they're all hovling inside, which makes the um, situation, particularly the way Mr. Sakai draws, seem that much more desperate. You know, it's one thing to have an empty building. It's another thing to have empty building with people seemingly like beggars huddled in corner hiding and stuff like that. You know, very... Very, very death. So the prince finally coaxes him to come out, tells him who he is, tell him, tells him what he's there to do, and figuratively, everyone in the village in mass points in the direction that the bad guy comes. So prince rides off in that direction. Um, curious, I think, to me, let me back if I notice this right or if I'm conflating multiple stories. Yeah, okay. The village itself seems very blustery, windy, uh, snow-covered even kind of place, okay? And then the prince rides up into a higher elevation forest and it just seems like a normal forest. There's no weather. There's no snow. So the evil that is here only casts its bear down there on the village. It's not despair everywhere that the monster exists, right? It's, it's kind of odd, but uh, the prince is riding along and he runs into a giant boar. He attack, uh, takes out the prince's horse right away. I Yeah, takes it out. The horse looks in a bad way, really. He loses his weapon, uh, is forced to fight the giant boar hand-to-hand. Uh, -hand. Now, there is no denying the man's brave. He avoids several charges of the boar. Finally, on one pass, he jumps up between the great tusk, lands on its snout right at the base of its, of its skull, you know, right between and below its eyeballs, and starts beating and pounding and ripping at the flesh between its... Uh eyes right above picture riding facing the skull of a great that you know, that portion there just pounding and, and hitting and tearing and ripping and whatever until finally it's enough damage that boar collapsed throwing the prince several feet away as it slides to a halt uh, in tree now he hits the tree with a great slam but 
he doesn't seem to be overly physically broken by it. So he gets up, checks the boar, sees that it's still alive, but it can't be much alive. Wandering on into the forest, he finds a weapon, the spear that he dropped off the horse. As he continues his journey, it starts to rain in the forest, and he curses the, the great Kami and the evil spirits that are causing rain, but he continues on his journey. Then we get to a portion of the forest here in a really cool uh, six panel where there are trees, but there are also broken trees and down trees. And so there's lumber drawn in different angles at different angles. Okay. And in every other panel, one of those is of lumber. If you really look, turns out to not be a piece of lumber, but a, a great uh, flesh of some sort moving across like your, your screen. Okay. So you have upright trees, trees that are diagonal. And then one of those diagonal kind of looks like the tree, but it's moving as if a giant snake body, say were moving across your field. And that happens three or four times. And each time the next panel is the print seemingly hearing something and twisting around to look in a particular direction. So uh, you definitely have the drama increasing because of what you perceive is happening in those wooded panels and the prince's reaction. Then on page 16, two-thirds of the page are a single panel where the giant snake finally faces off against the prince and it is a giant snake. Its head is a time and a half or maybe twice as big as the prince itself in any dimension you want to measure, horizontally, vertically, diagonally, however. So he faces off and finally he says, I defeated your emissary, now I will slay you. And the snake tells him, Foolish Yamato Dake, that was no lack. It was me in the guise of a boar. You had your kill me too weak. You will not get a second opportunity. And of course, the snake and it's a kami and all that. So its speech isn't written that clearly. He's got hisses and evil sounding voice, you know, all that. So and, and t take what I said with a grain of salt because I'm sure the um, snake here said it much more frighteningly. Nonetheless, Yamato Dake attacks with beer, is doing pretty well until finally he's knocked about by the giant on one pass. Much as he did the boar, he avoids it, but on a subsequent pass, the prince leap atop the snake's head. Holds on as the snake doing all the thrashy thrash him off, and all the while the prince is squeezing and pulling and twisting and turning until finally he actually breaks the neck. What passes is the neck. Breaks its spine right below the head. Snake falls, the prince falls off. We have a uh, Stan Sakai skull uh, word balloon over the snake's head, only it's a weird-shaped skull with fang. But either way, Stan is telling us that the snake has died, the death skull. But the prince, the prince seems a little worse for wear. He's struggling to walk. Uh, he lost his horse, so now he's walking out of the forest, um, presumably back to the village, the last village saw. Uh, he stumbles and rolls downhill into a stream. He uses some of the stream water to try to refresh himself, but he is not walking upright. He is barely able to self upright. He says, I fear I may have been poisoned. Foul venom must have spewed from that kami. So I guess touching of the kami itself was enough to poison him because we didn't see him get bit or cut or damaged that would allow poison into so it, it must have just gotten skin. Finally, he cuts a, a branch or, or a, a small sapling tree and uses it as a crutch staff kind of to continue to get his way out of the forest. He appears at the edge of the village and someone comes running up yelling, Lord Yamato Dake returns, he returns. And as the village gathered to greet him, he tells them, yes, the kami is dead and gone, but so am I. And uh, he 
finally slumps here and dies. The last couple pages are kind of a history of what happened after that. All of his wives, son, uh, go to where he is and bury him. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine women. I don't know if those are all his wives, but and uh, one, two, three, four children. So dude was very um, family oriented. I guess history that his spirit passed into a great white bird and the bird uh, set up various place things by where it would light journey on top of this rock in this field, etc. The final panel for us here, Mr. Sakai, Sacred Sword Princess Miyazu, uh, I'm sorry, the Sacred Sword Princess Miyazu carried, that was the sword that he gave her as the wedding gift, Kusanagi no Suru, began to shine so brightly that it ignited a cedar that toppled into a field. The area became known as Atsuta, Atsuta Daijingu, a shrine, was built in the 3rd century and dedicated to Prince Yamato Dake and housed his great sword. In the 1st century, Emperor Sujin had a replica of Grasscutter Ford. In the 7th century, Emperor Temu replaced the sword at Atsuta Shrine with the imitation and transferred the divine blade to the imperial court. In 1185, Grasscutter was lost at sea at Danoura Straits during the final battle of the Genpei, and that based where the sword or the story of the sword picks up for initial grass. Saki finds it in that area. Now, in the story notes, we're told that the 10th Emperor Sujin ascended to the throne in the 1st century BC. By this time, society developed to the point where a clear distinction had to be made between worldly and spiritual affairs. Sujin established a shrine at Kasanui village in Yamato province dedicated to Amaterasu, the sun goddess, and instilled there the sacred mirror and sword we heard about in the first grass. The emperor ordered a replica of them when he kept in the imperial palace. His successor, Suinen, established a new shrine in Issa province and transferred the mirror and sword and a third treasure, a jewel, to be housed there. His daughter was given charge of the shrine. Yamato Dake is the most famous hero of legendary times. He was the third son of Emperor Kiko. He was initially named Wu's Little Mortar and had an elder twin named Aus Bigmort, whom he killed before being sent to quell the Kamaso rebels at the age of 16. And that started his 10 years of fighting that we're told about in the beginning. Before the start of a later campaign, Yamato Dake paid his respects to the Grand Shine at Grand Shrine at Isa and was given the sword Ame no Murakumu no Surugi by his aunt. He renamed Kasanagi no Surugi, the grass cutting, and it saved his life in an open field. There are many variations of the story of Yamato Dake and the Kami of Mount Ibuki. In one, the hero is unable to slay either the boar or the but is repulsed from the mountain by a violent ice rain and later dies seemingly. In another, he goes to a hot spring after killing a serpent and regains his health and strength. The events I've recounted are probably the most familiar and are found in Kojiki Records of Ancient Matter, the oldest history of the Japanese people written in 712 AD by Ono Yasumaru. Yasumaru. The hot spring Yamato Dake came to after meeting the Kami is now called Isami no Shimis Clearwater, where he came to his sense. The area where he could hardly stand is Tajino, or Totter. And when exhaustion finally took him, he walked with a stick at Tsuetsukizake, or Slope with a Walk. His consorts sang four songs at the prince's funeral. These four were sung at every emperor's death since, until the funeral of Emperor Maiji in, 12, in 1912 AD. And then we have references for books, the Kojiiki, 
uh, Legends of the Samurai, Myths and Legends of Japan, the Japanese Fairy Book, Myths and Legends series, China and Japan, History of the Japanese Earliest Times to the End of the Meiji Era, Japan, a country founded by mother, an outline, and then for Japanese culture, Early Samurai from 200 to 1500 AD, uh, an Osprey book. I'm familiar with the Osprey books. They're pretty good. And, or also, The Atlas of Japanese Culture and Step into Ancient Japan. So those are all the books. A really cool contest. Between issues 30 through 38 of the book, there is a greeting that Stan included somewhere to the Usagi Dojo Webmaster Todd Bustillo. If you can find that and tell Dark Horse the book, page, panel, and where in the panel the greeting is, first, you win all all 100 first issues of Usagi. That's like killer. So you would have at in the year 2000, thereabout, free for winning the contest, the first 100 is of Usagi. Cool prize. prize. Alright, I think that's everything for me setting up Grass Cutter 2 here in the next several issues. I'm not sure how long the storyline is, but we have spoken of the first Grass Cutter storyline not too too long ago. Actually. So, looks like we're getting get back into it with or without the sword maybe, but I'm assuming that it will be another story of Usagi bringing multiple of his care together in one grand story and I in many ways uh, look forward to getting into that story and talking about it with you until then ciao the Ronin Rabbit podcast is a teal production and as such is licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial non-derivatives 3.0 unported license